David Parmalee is a playwright from the Wyoming Valley who has many, many ideas swirling around in his imagination. And when he developed a theater piece based on product reviews he found online, he knew the perfect audience would be the curious, open-minded viewers at the annual Scranton Fringe Festival. Here's the concept. It's made entirely of things that I found. And I like to say, I didn't write a word of it because I didn't. All I did was cut for brevity the things that I found. And it's entirely online reviews that people have written of purchases they've made through online companies. It took me about six months to assemble these. I must have read over a thousand reviews. And of course the gold, especially the comedy gold, was in the really good ones, the people who loved the thing they had bought, or the really bad ones, the people who hated it and wanted the world to know and went on and on and on and on. But you don't know who the person is. In some cases, there's context where the writer will say, I bought this for my husband. Okay, so we know there's the relationship there. But in most cases, there wasn't. So you don't know if they're men or women, young or old, where are they from? It could be anywhere in the United States or possibly the world. In fact, one says it's an Australian version. So we knew that person was Australian. So the, the wonderful part for me as a writer, not having written a word of it, was to recognize who was speaking, who was the character, what were they trying to say about life, about their relationships, about their view of the world. What were they angry about? What were they happy about? What bugged them every day? And, and take that, that little review, some of them three lines, and some of them half a page. Give it life, make it into a character, and make it fun so we could see into the window of that person's soul. So we could see into the window of that person's soul. Playwright David Parmalee describing a piece he developed for a performance at the annual Scranton Fringe Festival, and he used the interesting phrase just then, so we could see into the window of that person's soul. The window as metaphor. That's just what window became this past fall at the Scranton Fringe Festival's response to the pandemic, Fringe Under Glass. All of the performances were staged in store windows in downtown Scranton, and the viewers on the outside looking in were given a glimpse into the life situation of a character or characters as the various stories were told or sung. It's planning time for Scranton Fringe as they prepare for the Fall 2021 Festival, and we had a chance to speak by phone with co-artistic directors Connor Kelly O'Brien and Elizabeth Bowen about fringeness and the fall. A Fringe Festival is a multi-genre, typically multiple venues arts festival. It began in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1947. The Edinburgh Fringe is now the largest festival in the world. And we at Scranton Fringe began in 2015. And we've been super proud to present an annual performing arts festival every fall, 2015 through 2019. And we did something really cool last year called Fringe Under Glass in 2020 in lieu of our festival due to the pandemic. And we're bringing it back again for 2021. And that's not just because the pandemic may still be looming, but because it really was a genius of an idea and it worked so well. Is that right? Yes, everything that we do, or at least I should say, everything that we try to do, we really try to ensure that its artistic and communal values are stellar, and it's something that one would want to engage with, even despite the limitations that we were forced into due to the ongoing pandemic. 
We were really proud of Fringe Under Glass 2020. The response from our artists, from our audiences, from our participating venues and businesses was so phenomenal. So even once we're back to normal, hopefully fall 2022, we absolutely intend on continuing Fringe Under Glass. And Liz, there are some wonderful pictures that you have on your website of what that looked like. Can you create a scene of what it must have been like on the sidewalks of Scranton as people have headsets on or are standing in front of store windows? To describe Fringe Under Glass as a distinct entity from our regular festival, what that meant was that we purchased this silent transmission technology headsets. And every person who participated as an audience member received a headset that was sanitized probably five different times before they got it. And there were different channels on the headset. So if you see the pictures, you'll see groups of people socially distanced walking around with headsets on. Some of them have red lights. Some of them have blue lights. Some of them have green lights. That's because they're listening to different performers. The performers were in storefront windows downtown. They were completely encased in the building, inside the building, and the audience was outside. So the audience wore the headset and moved around on a walking tour, and they changed the channel on their headset to switch from show to show. So we had, we had a comedian group that was doing improv. We had a performer who was doing a one-woman show that she had pre-recorded. We had opera. There was something for everyone, and all the audience members had to do was change the channel to get to the new performance. And you suggest that really everybody, performers and viewers and you all who are staffers and volunteers, are delighted with the results, that they were really rich. It was an interesting departure from our usual format of having each performance be an hour long. Instead, it was almost a tasting menu of different shows. As I just mentioned, there was a variety of different performance styles and and actors involved and singers. So one ticket price got someone the tasting menu of different performances, which is part of the aspect that we're definitely going to take forward no matter what happens in the future with the pandemic. The idea of sampling festival, which we have done in the past with our preview night, I think will combine that nicely with the headset technology. And Connor, when you look back then on five years You have learned things, and you were able to use what you've learned in answering the problem of how to perform and present a Fringe Festival during a pandemic. So how will you parlay what you've learned this past fall into Fringe 2021? Yes. As Liz outlined, we had a phenomenal, phenomenal process and procedure with a ton of attention to detail and safety in 2020. I feel that some of the biggest things that we learned that we'll be carrying in was really the willingness and the incredible support of the audience to sort of go with it. And by that, I simply mean, typically at our festival, there's over 100 performances, you know, 12 days long, multiple venues, tons of pop-up events and experiences to choose from. And we love that, of course, and we miss that. But something that was really cool about Fringe Under Glass is that the audience gets to experience pretty much everything, not all at once, but as part of all one inclusive experience. And because of that, we were kind of hesitant and nervous. Is the audience going to like it? They're going to love some. They might not care for some. But the variety of options that we were able to present and the variety of artistic opportunities that the audience was exposed to that otherwise they might not normally in a typical year have selected 
really broadened their horizons, and they were so supportive and so willing. So I think for us, we're willing to take even bigger artistic and creative risks and experimentation because we've now seen top to bottom, literally under the shadow of a pandemic, that our audiences will really go with it as long as we ensure that it's safe, professional, and accessible. The lovely thing about you all is that you give people who are creative here and anywhere, I suspect, the chance to say, I'd like to take part in Scranton Fringe. And so you are in the process of inviting people to do just that. Yes, we have launched applications. They run through April 9th. They are totally free to apply. Everyone can go to scrantonfringe.org slash apply. That's scrantonfringe.org slash apply. And anyone can submit. There's no cost. We are really looking for work that is not only interesting and dynamic in terms of performance, but visually strong. We are going to be commissioning the work directly if accepted with a set budget to help the performers not only pay themselves, but offset some of the modest expenses like costuming or set pieces they might require. Again, these are primarily set behind glass. We are expanding our options a little bit more for outdoor theater, street theater, pop-up performances. Um, still from a safe distance, even if they're not behind glass. And we're really looking for a variety of options. We really want to see people embrace the technology in a unique and different way, if at all possible. We've already gotten some amazing submissions. And if anyone out there is listening and wants to know more, just go to our website, scrantonfringe.org slash apply, and we can't wait to hear from you. When you say variety, I'm not sure that people understand that you're really talking about a wide range. Can you pick one out, Liz, to just give us a sense of what might have happened in the past that was new and fresh? Well, one thing that was new for our fringe last year was we had opera, the mostly opera group. They had never participated before, and we got an enormous positive amount of feedback from them. It's something that a lot of people, maybe they don't think that opera is for them. Maybe they've never seen opera before. But having them integrated with the other shows, when you get a 15-minute performance by three or four different opera singers and you realize, okay, this is something that can be modern and, and it can be familiar and it can be really powerful in the moment, that performance was done behind glass in a storefront at the marketplace at Steamtown. And the acoustics were great, and the performers were dressed up and were really into it. So for me, watching the audience react to that performance was something where I really knew that they had gotten a lot of new fans that maybe would just never have thought of of participating with that kind of performance before. Yeah, and honestly, as Liz said, everything can, and everything will always work on the fringe, but like any theatrical or performing art form, but everything can work whether it be opera and Broadway standards to classic traditional theater to experimental performance art to do you want to perform your show in the back of a U-Haul? Do you want to perform your show live from a studio projected onto the side of a building with interactive capabilities? Do you want to perform a show that moves with the audience that is not even stationary to begin with? There really is... Within reason, no creative limit to what we are willing to consider and work with people on. And that's something that we're really, that's something that's really exciting about this format is that in the typical fringe year, with so much going on, we do our best to give personalized attention, but it's really just not possible at that level of mass. 
But for something like this that's smaller and we can have a much more hands-on role, if you have a vision and a creative concept that you are willing to take on and willing to make happen, but maybe you don't know how to jump through some bureaucratic hoops, maybe you don't know how to source certain items, maybe you don't know where to find the audience for this kind of concept and project. We're here to help with that. And so at the end of the day, we just encourage everyone, go to the website, apply, reach out to us. Even if it's not going to work out for 2021, we'd love to know what you're working on and creating out there for future years. And you all have been, and it's worth mentioning again, supporting artists in the course of the pandemic. You are aware that artists have taken a terrible hit as have so many others in the course of the pandemic. So you all actually started a fund to help artists. Can you tell us a little bit about that initiative? We launched an emergency fund for artists and creative workers based primarily in Northeast Pennsylvania. We did so last year when the pandemic was really gearing up and and it was clear that the shutdowns were not going to be two or three weeks long. As of today, it's distributed over $10,000, again, to Northeast Pennsylvania artists cultural content makers, creative gig workers whose financial income was severely impacted. We don't have details just yet, but we are working on reestablishing that fund in a slightly different way for 2021, and we are in the process as we speak of securing those funds. The other thing is I caught wind of some initiative that you all are doing for the month of March. What? No St. Patrick's Day parade? We can deal with that. What are you doing? (laughs) We have created a new program called Scranton Porch Fest. It is directly inspired by the amazing work happening in New Orleans, the community down there who is pivoting, of course, without having their Mardi Gras parades and large celebrations. Independent homeowners and businesses and nonprofits are transforming their spaces into house for porch floats. The core concept being that if the parade cannot occur, make the parade happen stationary in your own neighborhood or your own business district. So we are encouraging anyone in Scranton to actually anyone even on the outskirts or just outside of Scranton who wishes to, to register and you transform your home or business into a beautiful three-dimensional visual art installation spectacle, a porch float, if you would. You can go to ScrantonPorchFest.com. It has its own website. That's how much it's taken off and that's how much energy we've given it. At this point, we have about 100 individual homes and businesses registered, but the door is always open for more, and that is taking place Saturday, March 20th through Sunday, March 28th. And I saw you on TV with the mayor, so you're really taking it to the top here. We Yes, Mayor Paige Cognetti of the city of Scranton has been very supportive since day one, and her administration and team, Abby and Amber and everyone there, to be very clear, it is not a substitution for the parade. The Parade Association is its own entity. They are very supportive of this, though. They've been helping us market it. They are planning on doing the parade sometime in September, which we, if that manifests, we are thrilled because it would be a great promotional opportunity for Fringe Under Glass. And of course, it's wonderful to have the parade back in any fashion. But the cool thing about this is uh, with Porch Fest is that we think this is something that can continue every spring, even once we're out of the pandemic. And we are encouraging people to safely wearing masks, go explore the neighborhoods, drive through, go downtown to the businesses that will be running different specials, go explore, take selfies, hashtag Scranton Porch Fest, and really engage with your community. And for me personally, I think that's one of the biggest things I'm so proud of Scranton Fringe is that while the performing arts are always at our center, we really are a wide-scoped cultural organization that's all about creating conversations and opportunities 
within our community, be that in person, online, or from the comfort of your own porch. And for the audience members who aren't able to participate in decorating their porches or their businesses, if you want to go on your own little self-guided tour around town, there will be a map available on ScrantonPortress.com. It's not just the events that you produce, it seems. You do that with flair, but in so doing, you give people a model. They see what you create, and they can feel more secure, perhaps, in taking a risk and trying to present something themselves. And that's something that benefits everyone. Thank you so much for that compliment. We really appreciate it. And we always describe Scranton Fringe as an incubator for the arts and a platform for the arts. So it's exactly what we're aiming for is what you just described. We want people to invest in the local artistic community and try things. And yes, exactly. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine. Let's move on to the next thing. Just as long as you keep trying. Co-artistic directors of Scranton Fringe. Elizabeth Bohan and Connor Kelly O'Brien speaking about the Scranton Fringe Festival, an award-winning arts organization that's produced work since 2015, speaking about the return of Fringe Under Glass for 2021. The project sold out during its initial presentation in 2020, and it will return for the second year, and that will be September 23rd through the 26th. And Fringe will once again present performances in storefront windows, as well as at outdoor spaces for a variety of works. As the pandemic continues to create such challenges for the arts, as well as local businesses, small businesses, Fringe Under Glass, they hope, will attract patrons to downtown Scranton to enjoy and experience live theater and performance art in a socially distanced COVID-19 safe environment. The live performances set behind glass, as we heard, will feature wireless audio transmission by solo artists and small groups of creative talent, and that's the heart of Fringe Under Glass. For information about applying, if you are someone who has many creative ideas and you'd like to appear as part of the Fringe Under Glass 2021, you can go to the Scranton Fringe website, scrantonfringe.org, scrantonfringe.org. The deadline for application to take part is Friday, April 9th. So scrantonfringe.org slash apply. Deadline, April 9th scrantonfringe.org slash apply. And we also heard that Scranton Fringe is coordinating the Scranton Porch Festival 2021, March 20th through the 28th. And for details about that, as Connor said, there is even a website, scrantonporchfest.com, scrantonporchfest.com.